Today's podcast is brought to you by RetouchUp.com. RetouchUp wants to be your photo editing partner. They help you streamline your workflow to keep you doing what you do best, shooting, selling, or just enjoying life. Be sure and listen later in the show for how you can receive a special discount code from RetouchUp.com. You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Is it okay if I just take a nap while you do this? Yeah, I feel like most of the time you're taking a nap while I do this. That's hurtful, but not inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, you know, nothing. It's just, um, you know, even though, even though with this new Delta variant thing in the pandemic and about a huge percentage of the population's refusal to take the free and very effective help that could get us all clear of this pandemic in the great state of florida uh business is as usual like our uh it's just there's no pandemic here apparently according to our government Uh, but uh basically it's busy it's very 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 busy it's busy like 2019 busy and i have forgotten how tired I was all the time <laughs> when we were busy. And it's like three little kids and up and down during the night to pee and to get milk or a drink of water or something. And then, you know, I'm this I'm I'm in this period now where the team headshots are coming back. So I'm up, you know, and out the door very early and I'm home like just in time to slide into my seat at the dinner table and help put the kids to bed. So it's yeah, it's a lot like you know, we by we, a lot you mean it's what everyone else always does and has always done their whole life, right? Well, you know, <laughs> they get I mean, up, they go to work, they work all day, they come home for dinner. Yes, but when you're uh, the company, you're running the company. Right. You know, it's like this. It, it, the thing is, it's it's like what photographers or aspiring professional photographers or any profession where you're like, oh, I want to do this thing that I enjoy for my job. And you're wishing it to go full time with it. You're wishing to make it your job. And then by the time you do all of the work and the years with that slow growth curve, small business, and you get to where you're making a real living and hitting into your retirement and paying your health insurance and, 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 and paying all your bills and paying yourself a good salary and not worrying about where the next, you know, bill is going to get paid. But then you turn around and you realize, oh, I have a job again. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a real job again. Just like any other schmuck, yeah, I have a job. I'm absolutely spoiled in that, you know, you work you work odd hours and you work weekends, and, and that's bad. But the good news is your typical day is not as structured, you know, as it is for somebody who goes Correct. to work. And I think about that sometimes. I, I, you know, our friends who get up every morning, yep. same time, go to work, same time. They're there all day, come home. Kids got to be somewhere in the middle of the day. Well, now I got a plan for that. I got to got to try and get off for work to go do that or go back and then go back to work. And I'm just like, oh, that's just such a distant yeah. memory for me. They got to get us the same pair of pleated khakis and yeah, polo it's been shirt twenty years. Day. It's been twenty yeah. years since I've had that kind of a job. Yeah, it's been very long for yeah. me. Also, not quite twenty years, but 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 close. Yeah, it's uh, it's great because you know the difference is is that like if you know if something's gonna happen and it's gonna be on a Tuesday. I just don't book anything on that Tuesday. Right. 
You right. know what I mean? And like you, you can make up the, the difference later because my clients book whatever I say is open. So if you go to my online calendar and this coming Tuesday, there are no available appointments, they don't know that I've just decided to day drink instead. Right. right. <laughs> they, they, unless <laughs> they I post know. it on Inst- unless I post it on Instagram like an idiot, you know, like they, you know, they just assume that I'm very busy. Right. And that's fine. I, I love that, you know, uh, but it is, it's a, it's a good life, but it's still hard work. You know, and, 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 and sometimes you think that people want to get into the, one of the creative, quote unquote, creative professions or follow their passion into as a career. And you realize it's still really, really hard work. Like I'm tired all the time. And it's not, I, I'm more tired than I was when I worked my last regular job, you know, except that I actually like what I'm doing and I'm the one making the money for me. Right. Instead of making the money for somebody else. And that's pretty cool, you know? So, yeah, it's all right. I'm just exhausted. You know, I've just, just, you forgot because I got lazy during the pandemic. There's a lot of just sitting around and like, I guess I'll make a YouTube video today or, you know, I'll go do a, a big shop at Costco. Let me see how the other half lives. And then, you know, here, here I am just like working again. And yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. It's good to be busy. I'm happy to be busy. I'm just tired. I had an interesting customer service encounter this week with my homeowners association. Okay. I, this is the type of stuff that I don't love to talk about, but for some reason our listeners love it. So <laughs> like what? They customer, know. customer service. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we like, talk about photography business. Customer service I know, but is like, important. No, but for a long time, our, our most popular episode was the one where you spent 30 minutes talking about cell phone insurance. And yeah. uh, so like, this is, this is yeah. good. So let's, <laughs> let's do it. Well, that was different. That was like educational about insurance. This is not educational at all. This is a, this is an example of good intentions that go and do exactly the opposite of what you intend them to do. And this applies to any business. And I'm sure it would apply to photography. And we will easily, when I tell you this story, you will, I'm sure you will go, you know what, in my business, blah, blah. And you'll think of something that just happens in your business. Okay. Okay. So the HOA yearly dues, let's say they're $500 a year and you pay them in December. And this year, I guess, in a, in, in a way to try and help people because of the pandemic and they know people are struggling, instead, they sent out a, an envelope with two coupons and you could pay 250 now and 250 in six months. Okay. okay. So I paid 250 and then God knows what happened to the envelope and the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. So then I get a letter from them about a week ago or this week and it says, you are overdue on your HOA dues for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Please send us the money right away, along with the $25 fee for being late. And I'm like, okay, so for the first time, you allowed us to pay in two installments because you know that money is tight. And then when people forgot the second installment because they've never done it before, you hit them with a $25 fee for being late which totally negates all the goodwill that you were trying to build by doing two payments in the first place. Right, yeah, you've just created, you've, they themselves have now created a problem. Yeah, now, instead of being like, that's great that they let me have two payments, I'm like, screw you guys for hitting me with a $25 deal because I forgot to do you another payment in, in, in June when I've never done another payment in June in my, it's perfectly reasonable that people are going, and when I called and talked to somebody, you know, at the management company, she said, "Yeah, they actually, I don't think they're going to do that anymore. They're going to go back to one payment." I'm like, "Oh, so they know there's a problem, 
They know that people aren't paying because they've never had to do two payments before, but they're still going to take the $25. <laughs> or, hear me out here, your homeowner association could take some of that money that they're extorting from people by making them limit the size of their, their fence, and your homeowner's association could, theoretically, for $17 a month, pay for like Square or Stripe or something and uh, take all those payments and they could, they could make them automatic. They could do whatever they want because it's 2021. Let's right. let's let's just not send people coupon books. Yeah, because who, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on the coupon book. I'm like, oh, a coupon book? Hang on, let me give my checkbook out and write this. Ma- Ma- Mama, bring me a better pen. My pen is out. I gotta write we actually check. on the studio. We is the only thing we do is is pay checks for our rent on the studio. The owner of the building is the landlord. He's right in the next room. He's literally on the other side of the door, right? And so. It's like I just put a check in his mailbox and then it's done. So our first month's rent, Julie had to order checks so that we just could so pay the landlord with a check. And because we didn't have any checks because we don't have checks. So we, we get the She orders a checkbook and then it's late coming. So she orders another checkbook. And so when you order the second checkbook, the bank in, in route canceled the other checkbook. But then a checkbook arrived at the house, and she didn't bother to check which check. Check which check. You check which check had which checkbook. And so she wrote a check to the landlord from the checkbook that was canceled. And my very first rent check, we bounced on the landlord because oh, the check. Oh, that's great. Yes. That's awesome. I bet, he, I bet he loved that. He was fine with it. He was actually very gracious. I explained to him, and he, he basically had that look on his face like, just get me just the money. Just give me you the check. to explain yes, that story. Check. I'm not mad at you. Just I'm just saying the money. guy that cuts my grass... You can pay your bill online. Yep, same. It's the guy mm-hmm. who cuts my grass, okay? <laughs> yeah. Not exactly the high-end, most sophisticated, college-educated dude in the world, yet I'm having to write a check and yep. put it in an envelope with a stamp and send it off to the HOA. I just thought it was a good example of how you can give your customers a way. So you can do something for your customers to try and show that you care and then take all of that away by being strict in some other area that makes them think you don't care. Yeah, it's very that was a very stupid and short-sighted move because honestly, people in your neighborhood even, especially like everybody's gotten so much stimulus money now, I'm sure that it wouldn't have been a prop $250 wasn't a problem to come up with for most of the people in your neighborhood. Not I, and yeah. if it was a problem for those people in your anybody in your neighborhood, I'd be willing to bet that it was a problem for them before. Well, you just would have, the way it should have been was, hey, what if we? Why don't we do two payments this year? Okay, we're going to do two payments. That's great. Okay. Uh, by the way, someone in the room should have said, by the way, what's going to happen six months from now when people forget their second payment? Well, you know, we'll just do this like we always do. We'll send them the letter and we'll hit them with a twenty-five dollar fee. So what you're doing now is you're fixing it so that we have two opportunities to hit you for a twenty-five dollar fee a year instead of just one. That doesn't look good. Do you know how I know you weren't at that HOA meeting? <laughs> I would <have laughs> that. Because you would have stood up and in furious, you know, boo-ray fashion, you would have been the one to sound the alarm on that. I just, would have, I just would have said, at the very least, six months from now, people haven't hit us with the second payment. We need to contact them somehow and make sure we get a hold of them and ask them for that second payment before we hit them for the $25 fee because it's not unreasonable that people are going to forget you know, because you get an email and you get a, a letter in the mail that says, pay this bill, you pay it. There's something else in there that says, by the way, six months from now, send us another bill. You're not, you know, and you've never had to do that before. Here, hear me. Here, here, check this one out. Now, you know that I'm a member of my local chamber of commerce. Yes. And I'm a, hap- and I'm a happy paying member. I love my chamber of commerce. 
I love the staff. I love their events. I love the. I just love them. I love them. I'm happy to be a member. But what they did this year was because so many businesses were hurt. They, I believe that they probably saw a lot of people not renewing their chamber dues because it's like $375 a year. It's like not nothing. Like, And so they gave everyone the opportunity when they sent them their invoice to renew their membership, the opportunity to pay an additional 30% on top of their regular dues if they chose to in order to support the chamber. And so here's the thing, though. On the invoice... You couldn't uncheck it. It said optional, but the only thing... (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't uncheck it. No. (laughs) So I, like, I, and here's what, here's what you had to do. The shame, the shame of this is that you have, in order to get them... Call them up and be like, hey. You had to email him or call him up and say, I don't want to give you the extra 30%. Can you please generate (laughs) another invoice for me without the 30% super nice guy surcharge? And these are people I work with all the time. They refer work to the studio, and you know this. Is, and I and I seriously, I'm like, I'm not. I, I, I may I, like. There's something about it not being optional that made me write that letter. But it was. I was ashamed to write that letter. I wanted to write a letter to my HOA and say basically everything that I just said. And then I was like, no, they'd just be like, really? Well, why don't you come serve some time on the board if you have a problem? Because you know they're always looking for people. Yep. <laughs> so I'm not like, oh, I'm not just pay the twenty five dollars and shut your mouth. Uh, I tell you what, I saw this happened uh, when I was at the uh, Tampa Area Professional Photographer Association meeting this month. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. when you go to these meetings, they're always looking for ways to collect more money, just like what you're Mm -hmm. talking about. Uh, So there's usually like a 50-50 where they, you know, it's a raffle. They collect a bunch of money and half the money goes to the association. The other half of money goes to whoever wins the raffle and things like that. And so when I walked out, I was a little late. They were doing this thing. I don't know what they called it. But basically, you, you stood up and you pulled out a dollar and then you told everyone in the room, uh, something that you were happy about or happy for. So it's like, this probably has some great name like Gratitude Dollar. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know what? I'm happy for et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you would put the, put the dollar on a stack in the table and all this money would go to Tampa, right? So I thought, oh, this is a cute little thing, right? So I come in, I'm getting situated in my seat or whatever. And they're like, oh, Boo Ray's here. And we were just talking about the podcast and you're doing it live at FPP and, and et cetera, et cetera. Boo Ray, do you have a dollar? And I'm like, yeah. And I reach in my pocket and I pull out the dollar and and they're like, okay, come over here and put it on the, put it on the pile. I'm like, okay. And I come over and, and now you got to tell us something that you're happy about. And I said, I'm happy that it's not $5. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't think they appreciated that as much as you do. Nope. That's a, he, the, the crazy part is, is that I, that would never bother me because I never have a dollar. I never have right, cash. Right. Yeah. I, well, I, I always have cash, but I don't necessarily have a dollar. Never. Nope. I mean, the the only time I have cash is if I'm if I'm trying to if I've got to get money out to like pay the handyman or something who only right. takes cash and I'm on my way between the bank and to the handyman. That's it. I would like to start a new thing on the show. Let's do it. I love new segments. And and I think we'll call it proclamation. Okay. Hold on. Oh, I got I got a jingle for this. Do you? Well, you I had an unless, idea, but go ahead. Oh no 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 no! Just, I want to hear what you got. I well proclamation. I'm gonna blow a trumpet. That's exactly what I was going to say. And I, I say, say exactly what I was going to say. I say <laughs> I would say like I have a proclamation, and then you would say exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have, a, and, and this will be an opportunity for me to say the things that I would do if I was in charge of the world. Okay. Could you want to start over with the? Here we with go. The so here here we go. Okay. First okay. time for those of you listening to the show now. This is you're witnessing history. 
Okay. This is the birth of greatness. You yeah. know what I mean? This is like being the first episode of, uh, of Monday Night Football. It's like watching the moon landing. Yes. yes. Here we go. So, I, so, Gary, I have a proclamation. From here on out, across the land, if you are a restaurant and you have a special cheesecake on the menu, this is a raspberry caramel cheesecake with frosting and special sauce. You must also have plain cheesecake on your menu. Thank you. Mm. That's my proclamation. You cannot have, you cannot have only, it's like, it's like if you went to an ice cream place and you're like, hey, I want to get some ice cream. And they go, great. Try this fudge ripple double cone stuff. And you go, that's great. I just want to get vanilla. We don't have vanilla. Sorry. Mm. We don't have vanilla. We only have the fudge ripple double cone stuff. Have you ever been to an ice cream place and just gotten vanilla though? Yes. Really? Well, a soft serve maybe. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying you gotta that if you it's if you can have if you have one cheesecake, it's plain cheesecake. If you have two cheesecakes, the second cheesecake can be whatever the hell you want it to be. I don't care, but you always gotta have the plain cheesecake as an option. Unless you are a themed restaurant and the title of your restaurant is No Plain no Cheesecake, plain cheesecake. No, 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 no. and then you have every cheesecake yes. except for regular cheesecake, which would still make my, people very that angry. Is my proclamation. Okay, where was the trumpet? Where was the damn trumpet at the end of the prize? Well, Every time I say the word at the proclamation. End, do it at the end, too? Yes, it, it's a book ending, you, the beginning and the end of the piece. Okay, so try that again. That was my proclamation. And that is my proclamation. See how great that is now? It's bookended right there on either end. I also have a proclamation. Oh, do we always oh, a two way street? Yeah, yeah. But what if my trumpet sucks, which I can guarantee you it will because I have no saliva? Okay, well, we try. Well, how about you play whatever instrument you could play? <laughs> Can't play any instrument. <laughs> no. You what? can do the nose harp. Yeah, I got, a little, I got a whole box full of instruments here. All right, go ahead. You have I have a proclamation. <laughs> That's it. That's as good as it Let's just, you know what? From now on, we'll just let you do the proclamation. <laughs> or, the proclamation or, is my deal. That's my or, thing. Okay, or I'll do my own trumpet. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be a trumpet, might be a chicken. All right, what's your proclamation? If you have an establishment that serves alcohol and also food, you should have wings on the menu. Uh, yeah, okay. I, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's as strong. I don't think if you don't have wings on, the, on your menu that that's have the worst thing in the world. Have you ever been to a bar that serves food and it doesn't have wings? Well, I'll go one worse than that. We go to a bar... We'll be going today. As soon as we finish here, we go to a bar that does not have a deep fryer. Yeah, you, know you know how bad it is to be drinking and you can get nothing that's fried. Well, considering that you mostly only eat fried food. Yeah, you can get no French fries. You can get no wings. You can get no tenders. You can get no onion rings. No fried. Okay, I have a, a revision to my proclamation. Okay. <laughs> That's probably the most you've ever laughed at anything I've ever done in my life. Y'all can't see him, but his face is red. He's buckled over. This is like Las Vegas gummy bear level of laughter that Jerry is producing. Uh, I just, you know what? I've needed this really bad. I really needed to laugh that hard. Um, My my (laughs) proclamation. 
proclamation is that every bar should have a deep fryer. Yes. Okay. There you go. Okay. There you go. And if you have a deep fryer, you're going to have... Because, see, that's a real proclamation. Would be, if you have a deep fryer, you must have wings. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, okay. subset of that would be, if you're a bar, you must have a deep fryer. Okay, good. And, and, and th- that's our joint proclamation. That's a joint proclamation, yes, issued jointly today. Thank you very much. All right. We have to talk about this because I posted this in my group on Facebook, and a lot of people sounded off on this and said, you have to talk about this. Okay. I had an interview uh, with the bride and groom this week that uh, I'm pretty sure I lost this gig, and I think I was doing great up until the end when she asked me if she would get all of the images. Specifically, she said, would we get everything you shoot? And I said, well, well, no. I mean, we, you know, if I take a picture once, I'm going to take a picture three or four times. And then the best one from the three or four that I take, you know, no eyes closed and stuff like that. That's the one that I give you. She says, yes, but we've talked to a bunch of photographers and several of them say that, that like we will get a thousand retouched images, but they'll give us all the rest of the stuff too. They'll give us everything. Hmm. Do you do that? And I said, First in my head, I thought, a thousand? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, I, I, I go. How long is this a five day long wedding? I know. I was like, I go, um, <laughs> I said, I produce, you know, 50 to 75 images an hour usually uh, mm-hmm. from an, an event. I said, um, but, you know, I'm, now I'm scrambling. I said, but no, I said, I don't give you the, the chaff, so to speak. I said, uh, to me, that's like. I don't know, that's like a, a, a waiter bringing you your steak. And here on the side is all the fat that we cut off the steak before we cooked it. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't, you know, I just don't really, and that was it. Right then yeah, I could We took tell all it. the seasoning that we used on the steak that sloshed yeah, off of they, the steak onto like, the floor. Yeah, we they were just like, well, you know, because we want, we, want, we want all the pictures. We want everything. And I was like, oh. And, and the best comment was somebody who commented on Facebook and they said they, they had a friend who had gotten like a thousand pictures from an event and was talking about how long it was taking to go through them. And said, you know, there ought to be a service that will go through your pictures for you and weed out the bad ones. And he goes, you mean a professional photographer? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> do. That's what we provide. That's part of the services. And no we don't just kidding. We don't just shoot, you know, I, I could take 1,500, 1,600 images easy at a wedding. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, I remember this, there's a similar fad and I don't think that this is that big of a deal anymore. I answer this question from time to time. When I was a wedding photographer for a while, some of the wedding photographer magazines, some of the wedding magazines used to tell people, including like Oprah and all these other things, they used to tell people to make sure to ask your photographer to provide the raw files. Yes, and- yes. Well, they asked for that too. They said the raw images. And I was like, first of all, do you know the difference between a raw image and a JPEG? I think maybe you're using the word raw to mean an unedited image and you don't understand that raw is an actual and that's when you lose them now you're in, you know raw is right. an actual designation for a type of file if i gave you the raw file you wouldn't be able to view it unless you had photoshop well we have showed photoshop word i go oh okay well then you know well the raw files are like 45 meg i said so they they're huge uh, for starters i said you know do you give us high resolution file i go oh yeah i give you i go the, but the resolution between a raw file and a jpeg is the same i said it's not raw files aren't bigger than jpegs they have you know uh, yeah and i knew i'd lost them at that point because yeah if you're explaining that at that point yeah yeah, so i think it's a good idea for every photographer especially wedding photographers although i get questions like this from time to time to have a really good 
answer for this to have mm-hmm. like and and not a snarky one not one that looks down your nose here because they're repeating what someone else told them to do okay what the possible scenarios right. is this is someone who's repeating something that they've read in a wedding magazine or on a wedding blog or repeating from a friend who they know who's probably owns a camera or something or or, or these things can become trendy or it's someone who thinks they know how to edit photos and they more than likely don't. Out of all of the clients I've ever had who have said something to the effect of, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm good at Photoshop. I know how to edit photos. Probably like one in 10,000 of those has actually been pretty good at editing photos. So right. like they're not good at editing photos. They like they're good at editing flyers for a bar mitzvah. They're not good at editing photos. And so, you know, I think communicating what they do get rather than what they don't get, is important and why. In, ca- in the case of providing every single image, you know, I, it's not that hard to explain to a client that part of the thing they're paying you for is, is to sort the images for them. Right. And that not only, you know, but, you know, on the other side, it really could be bad for your studio. They're going to post something yes. on social media, tag your business and be like, here are the photos from my wedding, and it'll be like one that you would be never let a client have. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I, would, I would think that if, if somebody really wants these, and you need to have a really positive, this is part of the service sort of response to them, which is kind of what I do with my clients. I get clients to ask, oh, do we get the raw files for that? I go, I'll provide you happily with full resolution at no additional charge. I say, but we're very particular about the quality of our product, and the raw has a lot to do with its the tonal values, the color balance, the consistency in the product that we give our clients. So asking me to give you raw files is like asking Ferrari to give you a car that's not painted. You just can't buy it. You know, it just doesn't exist. It has, well, you know, the other thing that you're getting too is like in this case, she said, uh, she said, you know, they give you a thousand retouched images, and 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 that's when I had to, I got it. Now I'm like, okay. Let's talk about what retouch means. <laughs> right. I'm like, first of all, that's a word that gets used a lot. And, and, I, and I'll explain this to my clients a lot. I'm like, whenever you talk to a photographer, if they say something is retouched, what they really mean is corrected. Color they're corrected, gonna, cropped, they, and they Correct yeah. the crop, they correct the color, they correct the exposure. Retouched means they take a digital pen and Photoshop and they smooth your skin and fix your eyes and clean up your hair and do all that. That's a retouched image. And I don't provide those on your desk. They fix your, uh, your fat... Yeah, Armpit anything, anything I print, hanging over your inappropriately I tell you, I go, dress. anything I print, yeah. everything in your album, if you order any prints for your walls, anything like that, that gets the extra step. But what you get from me is corrected photos, and that's what you're going to get when they tell you they retouch. But what's happening now is a lot of photographers say, you, you know, we give you all you, we give you all these images, and then we give you twenty artists select retouched files, mm. where they personally retouch like twenty files that they've selected, and they give you those. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, I, it, our, our thing was always the images that go into the album and the images that you order finished products of are retouched. Right. And then, but I, but then I had this happen once and I lost a job over it where somebody asked me, okay, but if we get an album and you do hand retouching on the pictures that are in the album, do you then give us those files? I would. And I said, no. No, I would. Well, why yeah. not? Yeah, I said why no. not. This was years ago. Yeah, there's no. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure somebody could think of a reason why not, but I wouldn't think it was a very good one. You know, the reason why not is to keep the completely hand retouched files out of the hands of the client, so they can't go print them themselves. I mean, they're gonna print the ones that aren't 
I mean, I, I just don't understand. I think it's splitting hairs. I think it's give him the pickle. I think it's, you know, right. it's like, why not? You know? Right. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you a four by six of everything that's in the album too. Like if they pay enough, like, my, you know, just charge right. appropriately and then give them everything. Why not? But this is a quality control issue, your initial problem, uh, and also a customer service issue in the way that you're not doing your client any favors by giving them a bunch of work to do. You're dumping like, I mean, some photographers, like, I'll go shoot a, a full wedding, like an eight, 10 hour wedding day, and it'd be like with two shooters, it's 2,500 images, yeah. 3,000 images. You want the image that I took to like color balance in the room that I, I took a picture of a dirty <laughs> sock sitting on top of the dresser? Right. Like, you want that? You want the one where I did an exposure test before your dress was over your head and you're, and you're, and you're like, high shelf propped up booby was like and a nipple was showing like you want that one you want the picture that i took of your husband when he was getting ready and his fly was down and i decided not to put that one in the collection like you want the one where your mom is like picking her nose when she thinks no one's looking like you want in the background of another photo that i was trying to take like i, I don't know you don't want these you and, want and, the and, one where your husband was banging your bridesmaid in the oh you might want that one you might want that one. No, I don't. Well, you know, maybe for the divorce proceedings, that actually. But be a pretty uh, solid yeah, so have. yeah, so that was interesting, and they they absolutely don't see it that way. They they see it as more and more. We want everything. We want everything. And that everything. person will find a photographer right. who will give it to them. That photographer is just not me. Right. You know, and 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 I, you know, and that's one of those things that you know your clients sometimes make a bad purchasing. Your your potential clients will not choose you and make a bad purchasing decision. Everybody makes bad purchasing decisions. I bought the wrong office chair, even though it was cute and it's a beautiful chair. It hurts my butt, which is why I'm sitting on a hemorrhoid pillow right now. Mm -hmm. And then because, and it saved me a couple of bucks, but nope, I had to turn around and I had to go back. I had to buy a much more expensive office chair because I'm sitting in it all day long. So on the other end of this spectrum, there are times when, when you do make allowances depending on the client. So for example, mm -hmm. Uh, this Friday, I have to go to the beach and do beach portraits of a family, and it's a photographer. And uh, this photographer is like, wants you to come do our pictures. It's going to be great, et cetera, et cetera. He said, uh, I'm going to have some of my gear with me, and there's several families that together there that they're, I guess it's like a reunion or there's just a vacation. He said, but really, it's like these three pictures with me in them that I want you to shoot. And I said, well, you know, I can shoot everything. And he was like, well, I know you can, but I'll have my stuff there. And, and so I can work with them. I can get that stuff done. You know, it's just like the three or four pictures of setups with me in them that I want. And, and then he asked, you know, and how would you feel about giving me the raw files? And so I thought about that and I was like, okay, this guy's a, he's a real photographer too. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I said, I said, let me ask you. In a perfect world, would I just come to the beach and shoot whatever you want me to shoot and then give you the raw files? He was like, well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, he goes, that, that would be great. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, then that's what I'm going to do. And I figured out what, to, what I wanted to charge him for it. And I said, how about this? You pay me this and I'll just come and I'll, you know, I'll shoot. I'll set up too. I'll set you up and pose you and do all that stuff. But I'll also just do whatever you want me to do. And then when we're done, I'll just give you the raw files. You can do whatever you want with them. And he was like, oh, okay, that'd be great. I'm like, all right. I have no problem. Some people would have a problem with that, but I have no problem sometimes just being like, I'm just going to be photographer for hire on this one. Just like if you worked for an advertising agency they would, and they would, you had to turn, their, turn your files over. Sometimes I'm like, okay, if that's what you want, figure out what your 
figure out what your cost is, what your price is that you're willing to do that, and then just do it and walk away yeah. from it. I've had jobs for, like I've done a, a couple of times work for the Department of Defense where they've hired me for some you know, photography for projects. And their paperwork is like, we own this. Uh, this is what we get if you want the job. Right. And you're like, okay, like, well, this is the cost. And they're like, fine. And then it's fine. Sometimes the job just warrants it. But right. for weddings especially, uh, you probably never, I don't think I no. would. You know, I, I might have a, I can't think of a time when I would make an exception for a wedding though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if it was a if maybe it was if it a was wedding a for a photographer yes. and and I really loved their work and their processing. Like if it was if if you were, let's say that uh, Samantha is getting married, your oldest daughter, right? So right. let's say Samantha's getting married. You hired me to and shoot and I said, the yeah, wedding. come shoot the wedding and just give me your cards. You would. I'd be happy to do yeah, that for you because sure. I know you do fine with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could do it in that situation too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it's about that time. It is time. Uh, by the way, we um we didn't even talk about FPP, which is in the bag. We haven't got that issue out yet, but we but we did record live at Focus uh, just this last weekend. We will. I mean, we could talk about that in photography news. We could okay. report back. But, um, yeah, okay. But, but there's not much to talk about, but it is coming up. We haven't forgotten. We just haven't gotten around to it yet. And, and it is time for photography news. Photography news. All right, Photography News brought to you by the good folks at RetouchUp.com. Just sent off photos to RetouchUp.com today. I had some uh, headshots in the studio. Had to do four or five of them. Background's got to be removed. Got to be retouched. Just no problem. Went in, did some basic stuff to make the JPEG clean, and then sent it off to RetouchUp. I wouldn't be surprised if the completed files are sitting in my mailbox when we finish recording this podcast. Yeah, I was talking earlier about how busy I am and how stressed out right now, like over, like overwhelmed with shoots. You know, and it's got, um, I don't know what I'd be doing without retouchup.com right now. Like, we're sending them everything. Everything that's coming through our studio uh, this week and last week, every single image that the client is ordering retouch is going to retouchup.com. And they're coming back great. It's worth the expense, which isn't even very much. And it's keeping me sane. It's keeping me home in time for dinner, which is huge. It's keeping me like my, my hand when we get, when we have times when we're really busy, I get that carpal tunnel going in my wrist. I know that a lot Mm -hmm. of us have this problem from lots of shooting and editing and stuff. And it's just saving my butt right now. Can't say enough about it. Use our code, do your thing. Satisfaction guaranteed, 24-hour turnaround in most cases, friendly and helpful U.S.-based customer support by phone, email, and live chat. And if you sign up for RetouchUp.com, be sure in the referral box, be sure and list Photobomb so that you can get a special discount code that will get you half off your first five retouched photos. What do you got in uh, photography news this week? Well, let's do a quick uh, photo news recap of the Florida Professional Photographers Convention. Ah. Um, where we did a live show that, and I have it right here in, on my audio recorder in my hand, and I haven't uh, listened to it yet to see if it turned out. So <laughs> assuming, assuming that it turned out, that episode is going to come out as a special extra episode here probably over the next week or so, so you will get to hear that. I do need to listen to it and make sure that, uh, you know, it's not, you know, all blown out and terrible. So uh, I'll, you'll know soon if it turned out. If If it did turn out, You'll hear it next. It'll be the next thing released in the podcast feed. If it didn't, I'll be here a week from now on this podcast, regular episode, apologizing for how it didn't turn out. So we'll (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Uh, But yeah, it was a great event. Um, Had a really good time. The podcast was live. Thank you to everybody who came out. When we sang the photography news jingle, almost the entire room sang it back to us. That was like, that was, that's such a good feeling that something so dumb and, and, and funny that we do and people like dig it. It's just... Nice to see people in person and to get that kind of feedback. So thank you guys for coming out. 
We appreciate each and every one of you. And, uh, and uh, that's all I got in Focus News right now. What do you got? If you are thinking about cloud storage for your photos, I use cloud storage. I use Google Drive. Uh, and then I use um, you know, Pixie Set for my photos. So a lot of times you can upload stuff to Pixie Set and just send people the link they download from there. Uh, but if you're thinking about cloud storage, like serious cloud storage for backup, there's this company called Dego, D-E-G-O-O. They're Swedish. They've been around for a while. I've never heard of them before. They've been around since like 2012. And they are taking a serious run at the photography world because like so many others, it's 100 gig uh, is free, right? But their biggest program, which is 10 terabytes of storage space, is 10 bucks a month. Wow, really? Yeah. Google Drive is 50 bucks a month. Hmm, for 10 terabytes. Yeah, so it's 10 terabytes a, a month. Dollar and, a terabyte. Yeah, and they uh, have an app or whatever that works on your phone, so it's very much geared towards making it easy for you to upload your phone pictures, or you can access it from any browser. And so if you are thinking along those, if you're a person who's like, you know, well, I want to just start using my backups all online, uh, check them out, Dego, D-E-G-U-U. Maybe it's Degu. G-O-O-Goo, right? Degoo? Maybe it's Degoo. Uh, how about it's Degoo? Doosh for doosh, Degoo. It's Degoo. They're Swedish. Yeah, we can make fun of the Swedish. So it's Degoo. Uh, and the other thing that they have, apparently... Any Swedish bombardiers, let us know how that's pronounced. Assuming that it's a Swedish word, it might be a made-up word, so we don't... Uh, uh, the other thing that they say they have is that if you get the pro level, you get what's called zero-knowledge encryption which means that the files can be encrypted with a password that is only known to the user and a storage provider can't decrypt them, even if they are required to do so by law. Ooh. So this is where you put that video that you and your wife shot that one time on vacation that you want to keep, but you want to make sure that no one ever sees it. This is where I put that video that I have that you and your wife shot one time on vacation. Exactly. This is where exactly. <laughs> This is where you put the extortion material. I, I mean, it's worth checking out. I guess the only thing would be confidence in in the brand. Like I use Box.com for our backup and storage, and that's right. significantly more expensive. I pay about five hundred and fifty dollars a year, and it is unlimited storage. I probably have twenty terabytes up there right now, and and climbing because right. every year or every day it backs up my new shoots and stuff. And that's expensive, but I know Box.com is legit. They've been around a long time, and it's enterprise-level data security. So moving to something like this sounds great. The only problem is it's like the the recognition of the company right. and feeling, feeling secure with it. The biggest problem I have with that is that I, I have two levels of backup, and, and I've moved everything but 2021 to my what I call the archive, right. which, is two, which is two drives that I have sitting over here on my desk, and I, I dual backup. Um, my house burns down. I lose all my files. I accepted that. <laughs> I don't lose all my personal stuff. That stuff I back up online. But um, my biggest problem is I have to go into that archive a lot, for, you know, to find something. And like I had to, I had to go and find a couple of weddings to upload to show a potential client. So if they were online, I would have had to download them all from the cloud and then turn around and download them all back up to where I was going to show them to the client. Mm -hmm. And that, and it's already taken me a while just to upload them. I like having them on a hard drive right here. Right. But it's certainly not as secure as having everything off-site. And then the other problem is your immediate backup when you first get home or whatever. And, and you, now you're talking about backing up the RAWs. And that's a huge amount of bandwidth. Oh, yes. Totally is. Absolutely. So I don't know that at these speeds that I would ever do it. Hmm. Well, uh, but I like the idea that 
I like the idea that, especially like the idea that I can access all my files anywhere. I don't know. I don't know why I'd ever need to. Well, I do it all the time. All my stuff's on Box. I can not just my client files. Um, all my current working folders sync to my desktop every day. And I have, um, you know, promotional material, speaking packages, all kinds of stuff, my personal photos. And I travel a lot. And so I need to access files on the road all the time. And so usually when I upload a new session, you know, by the t- I'll leave and it'll be still be syncing to the cloud when I leave the studio sometime in the middle of the night. Every night, all my files are synced in the cloud. And so I'm able to get to stuff everywhere. But it's expensive to have something like that, especially with the storage you need for raw files. So this is kind of exciting. So hopefully this maybe will set a precedent for a precedent for a decline in prices for stuff like this. I found out today that I've been saying uh, pixelation wrong. Have you now? Yes. How does it said? It said pixelation. How are you? Oh, boy. How are you saying it? Pixelization. Yeah, that's like aluminum. Yeah, for no reason at all, I was putting a Z in there. Well, you know, some people say espresso as well. Okay, <laughs> there you know. go, espresso. Yeah, you know, my wife says espresso drives me up a wall every time she says it. It's like, does it make you go faster? And she's like, yeah. I go, oh, well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> all right. Uh, in other photography news, so the EOS R3, the much-anticipated uh, next new not-quite-flagship from Canon, is in the hands of a photographer, at least one, but probably several other photographers, currently at the Olympics. And so that's pretty cool. There have been and, uh, this photographer, whose name I can't recall, which I will pull up here in a minute, um, is posting images, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and showing pictures of him with it in his hand, which is pretty cool. Um, and so, you know, that camera's out there being road tested by him and, and probably several other photographers. Uh, however, there's a Canon Rimmers just posted an article. Now, the big thing we've been waiting to hear about the R3 is how many megapixels it's going to have. And so, you know, this is, I mean, depending on what it is, it could be neither here nor there. Like one of Sony's most popular cameras they've ever made is a 12 megapixel camera because it's video centric and those lower megapixels help with the low light or, or, or whatever. Um, but so this, uh, there's speculation that this would end up being about a 30 megapixel camera. And so one article said that there's a rumor that it's going to be a 45 megapixel camera. Uh, so according to the EXIF data pulled off of one of these photos, it's going to be a 24 megapixel camera. Really? Mm-hmm. 24. Mm-hmm. I was going to, I was going to predict a, a, going in a higher number, going in a bigger number. What's the one? What's the like the one DX Mark III? I think is a 20 megapixel camera. Like that's the flagship right now is 20 megapixel camera because it okay. has to be because those huge, super fast burst rates, those smaller files are how you can shoot 20 frames a second. Ah, you know what okay. I mean? So like all right, all right. this is going to be a 30 frames per second camera. And so although the, I believe the Sony Alpha 1 shoots 30 frames per second, but at, uh, at its full 45 or 50 or whatever megapixels it is, but that is also a $7,000 camera, you know? So, like, yeah. we'll, we'll see. This is not supposed to be the flagship. So I think that what's funny about this is is some people are going to be like, 24 megapixels, hooray. I'm a bird and sports and photojournalist. I don't want 50 freaking megapixels. And right. some people are going to be like, I want it. To me-. Like, somebody wrote in one of the comments on Canon Rumors, basically, like, pro photographers are going to be fine with this. And it's going to be 24 megapixels, and it's going to be... A couple of thousand dollars less than the R1 when it comes out. I think and, I think my Fuji's 20, yeah. 24, 26. Yeah. And then they said all the, all the hobbyists and the pixel peepers are going to be pissed that it's only 24 megapixels. So it's like, you know. Well, listen, in, in the same vein, 
I have a question for you, Gary Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that uh, Canon is still considering the R7, the R8, and the R9. They are still considering whether or not they are going to bring an APS-C sensor to the R line of yeah, this cameras. Is, this is actually pretty interesting because I did read this. Uh, I've read both sides of this same story coming out that Canon is... Your thoughts, Mr. Hughes. Should Canon produce a line, which would certainly be at least two cameras, maybe maybe three, R7, R8, R9, should they produce the APS-C in the R line? I think it depends on what their goals are because he, if they make an APS-C version for the RF mount, they're going to have to start producing... APS-C specific lenses for the RF mount, just like they right. did the EFS lenses for mm-hmm. Canon's, you know, EF mount, and so that may not be something they're interested in. I mean, they they the problem is is that their their APS-C cameras have been their most highest selling cameras, like right. the, all the Rebel series, the the T series, you know, the 60, 70, 80, 90. Those are massively popular cameras with YouTubers and content creators and. I just don't know. Like, I don't care because I don't care to use an APS-C camera professionally. I, I, I'm used to full frame. My lens sets around full frame. My brain thinks in full frame. It would be an adjustment for me. Although APS-C cameras are more than up to the challenge, as you have proven for professional work. They're not the toy cameras that we used to view them as. They're real, legit pro cameras. Uh, but if they can, like, there's also cat. They ju- there's a patent that just came through for Canon showing them building a very small rangefinder style, you know, f- uh, full frame camera. So it's going to be like very small, like Canon M50 small, but with a full frame sensor. And so if they can continue to make affordable, full featured cameras in full frame and get that entry level price down, like we talked about in the last episode, you know, to eight hundred. $900, what's the flipping point of APS-C sensor camera? Two things. One, Canon has admitted that despite the fact that they sell more Rebels than anything else, um, that it's not the big revenue generator that they would like it to be, that the bigger cameras, the bigger full-frame cameras actually are now generating the revenue more than the Rebels are because the market is oversaturated right. with those cameras. And also, I think, because a lot of people who would have a camera like that just say, oh, I got my cell phone. And then the second thing is they've never really developed the M-Line. No. They have an APS-C mirrorless camera a good line. One it's too. called the M-Line. It's a good one. And they've never really worked on it. They've never really developed it. So now they're like, oh, we're going to go with the R-Line and put the APS-C there. And I'm like, no, just work on the M-Line. Make the M-Line and just arrow point drive that thing straight at Fuji. You know, <laughs> if I was Canon, I'd be like, let's take the M line, just like just like uh, Nikon is doing with the Z, that new camera they're the coming ZFC. out with. Yeah, I would say, here's what we're going to do. Our next M camera is going to be retro as hell and cool. And we're going to develop this entire line of M cameras with APS-C sensors. And we're going to aim them straight at the Fuji X100 line and straight at the Fuji X-T line. And then um, load them with Kodak film simulations. <laughs> yeah, and look, <laughs> there, there you go. Yep. Right, so that's what I, I don't. I, I think it would be perfectly fine to have the R line just be full frame. Yeah, I, I yeah. The, yeah. The, the, well, the problem is, is they don't have great lenses for the M line. Like they, they really don't. Like they, there's the telephotos and stuff. There's no two point eight all the way through telephoto lenses. They have a few good like fixed lenses, like a twenty two and so on. But the lens mount have always been. 
the weakest part of the M lineup. And I love the M lineup, and I have the the EF adapter for those. And if when you put good glass on them, they're as good as. I mean, it's basically like I think the M50 is is it's essentially like the 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 the, the Canon D80 or 80D. 90D, like just in a tiny little body, they're incredible little cameras. And if you had some decent glass for them, right? Uh, you know, they they'd be as and, and tweak the look, yeah, to make them look a little retro. Get in the retro camera game. But if they're not making that much money, these cameras are the M series are very popular in Japan. They're like one of the most popular. I think they call them the Kiss series or something. They're not called the M's, whatever. Um, that may be wrong, but I just remembered that and I thought that may be true. But they're although they are very popular if they were to go all in on this R mount and start making, because nobody makes, except for that one weird Sigma FP that literally no one bought, nobody makes entry-level, affordable, full-frame, really. There's just not that much. So if Canon were to say, okay, APS-C, we're going to replace our higher-end APS-C cameras that were people were buying, and we're just going to make everything full-frame because we've got the technology to make these full-frame cameras compact, fully-featured and 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 kick butt so why would they bother with APS-C if they can make the full frame get the cost down and make full frame as good as those APS-C camera was you know I I don't it seems like that may be something they're considering I think yeah I think staying with APS-C works for them but I think they should keep it out of the R line because because I think it gets confusing it was always confusing to me that you know if you had the uh, uh the 5D that was full frame but if you had the 6D no, 60 was full frame too. The 70 maybe was a crop. See, I, here you go. I can't even remember. Yeah, see what I'm saying? When I was a new photographer and I got my first full frame camera, I ac- I accidentally bought a couple of EFS lenses for it. Yeah. I'm like, no, they should just have like, you know, like separate Pontiac from GM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, so have this, this line is full frame and this line is crop and, and, the, and the lenses have different names and not, never shall the two cross. But here's another thing they say about it is that by putting some APS-C cameras in the R lineup, they are able to cultivate new photographers to invest in the higher-end R glass as an investment, even though they are buying the less expensive APS-C version of the Rs. Now maybe they're still going to buy the 7200 L-series glass because one day they will move up or accept, and, and then they make more money that way as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. I can't imagine they're going to abandon... Uh, crop sensor because car manufacturers don't just stop making car brands. You know, they, that's always, you know, Kellogg doesn't say, you know what, let's just stick with frosted flakes. They, they're going to still just come out with many different things as they can. That's just the way business is. Yeah. But I really wish they would just try to simplify. I wouldn't have a problem with it if they did and then bought into the M line, but all the rumors have been saying that they're going to drop the M line. Yeah, they're, no, they are going. They're going. They're definitely going to drop the M line. So, I think it's a mistake. I think they should have stayed with the M line and just really tried to to make it stand out as something totally different, or at least in, at least in the way it looks. The M five, which is the old, slightly older version, the M five is like my favorite travel camera I've ever had. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've always loved about Fuji is that if you're a Fuji pro shooter and you've got a Fuji XT four, and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to buy a, a you know an X one hundred V. That's that camera is so different than the XT4. Whereas with Canon, every Canon camera is basically the same. Just some are smaller than others, you know. So some are bigger than others. And and I really would like to see more brands like Canon try to come out with something design oriented that is different. Yeah. To, 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 you know, in a, in a whole line. So anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. So I think we got we only got a few minutes left, but there's one big story I thought was the most important that we talk about. 
Okay. And uh, so I got this. There's several different headlines that I got this from. Um, I found this. I posted this in the group. But I'm pulling this version of the story from the Toronto Sun. Interracial couple celebrates oh God, yeah. engagement with slavery-inspired yeah. photo shoot. Yeah, I saw this. I, see, I saw this photo shoot. Yeah. Right. So we've seen the photos. The, if, if you haven't seen the photos, we posted the link to these in the Bombardier's Lounge, our, our, our Facebook group for listeners. So Bombardier's Lounge. Um, I know, I'm not sure how I feel. I know how I think I should feel about this, but right. I'm trying to, to be objective. And since you're the king of seeing things inside out, so let's, let's, let's hear it. What do you got? Um, well, if, if you haven't seen the photos yet, I saw a few photos and it's like a shot of the, the plantation girl freeing him from his chains in the barley fields or wherever where he's it was I guess, a sugar cane yeah he's ran he's run i guess that's where he's run to or whatever and then a shot of them uh in an embrace or something and then there's a shot of them uh dressed up in period clothing and they're now married so the idea is she's freed him and now and and their love true love and etc etc if that's your thing and you are two consenting adults and this is a fantasy or a role play that you have or whatever far be it from me to tell you that you can't do it you know what happens between you and your spouse or how you look at your relationship or how you do your life is absolutely your business and not my business at all but don't put it on facebook <laughs> where the world is going to judge you well i mean yeah i think it started maybe on tiktok is how it first got wherever there. and then they have that all was that's just boneheaded I just, I just, it, this is a, a an internet attention grab at the end of the day because you had to know, right? Maybe this couple, it's their private business. Let them enjoy these very strange, uh, very. I, I, I don't even have the right words for how gross and cringy these photos are. But if you spent your money and hired a photographer to do these photos of you and your loved one, and this is your kink or whatever great like fine but once you put it on the internet the jig is up like <laughs> that's right now it's now it's fair game now the world is going to judge you and and they're not going to it's not going to go well for you like if you and, really wanted to stand against the tide of negativity that's how you want to spend the next like three months of your life is getting hate emails and you know having it you know like that's it, like you but but i i hope that and the couple has not been identified and if they would i wouldn't mention their names on the show or, or right uh but is this publicity is this photographer doing this because it's well gonna... from the photography yeah, from the photography side i there's no way if i'm the photographer i'm, I'm putting that out there's no, no way i shoot way. it i wouldn't shoot it i wouldn't shoot it because even though i respect your whatever your artistic vision and would be happy to be a part of most people's artistic vision i couldn't take the chance that it would never be out there and, and come back to bite me in the ass what so if no. the photographer who shot this was african-american doesn't matter obviously a black person participated in this photo shoot the man doesn't in matter. this engagement session doesn't matter it, it's again it's 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 all about the context it doesn't matter who shot it in the context of, of just let's put this out there to the world it's horrible. If if you if you put it out there to the world and I see it, I'm going to judge it. But if we're had a cocktail party or whatever, or the couple of couples, you know, having a good time and having some drinks or whatever, and you confide to me that in the bedroom we have this thing we like to do, where you know I pretend to be 
a runaway slave and she pretends to be a plantation girl, I'd be like, that's awesome, great, good for you. Because everybody's got, everybody's got that cringy thing. Everybody's got that thing they like or, 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 or that kind of that's dirty or bad or they know it's taboo. And so as a result, they still kind of enjoy it. Everybody's got that somewhere in their Everything's life. Maybe has got that maybe thing it's, that, that they, they think is so shameful and dirty. Whatever. That's fine. That's you. And I'm not going to judge you. Go ahead. That's great. But don't put, but don't, you know, telling me about it at a party is one thing, but taking pictures and putting it on TikTok, no. No, 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 hard pass. No. Well, okay, let me put it to you this way. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe you're like, you know, my wife likes to wear a dog collar, and and sometimes I treat her, you know, like she's a puppy. That's great, but if you shot that and put it on Facebook, we're gonna condemn you for it. We're gonna judge you at the very least. Like people yes. are gonna make it. People are gonna make assumptions about you based on that. Now, okay, here's the other thing: the quality of these photos, I would say, is of. I would say it's of of professional quality. I would say that they are. Um, what you call standard practice. So this is the type of work that any professional photographer should be able right. to repl- replicate this quality image. I don't think they're bad. I also don't think they're particularly good. Um, but if you know, if they came up into a competition and 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 they weren't just sort of uh, vile, <laughs> I would have probably given them somewhere in the mid seventies. So yeah, I would say this is professional quality work. However, let me put it this: way. if this wasn't an engagement shoot. If this wasn't an actual couple acting out whatever this fantasy thing is that they're doing, if this was an image that was, imagine, like, beautifully and masterfully done, like Richard Sturdivant, mm-hmm. Ben Shirk, okay, okay. Luke, Luke and David is, Edmondson this, yeah. style, beautiful, okay. artistically done, and it was a picture, and it was called, like, Forbidden Love, and it was right. of a, a white woman on a plantation, you know, embracing, and it was, let's just say, uh, uh, visually, it was spectacular and it was right. a piece of art and it came up in a competition like WPPI or something and it right. wasn't an actual engagement session it was just a conceptual image how would right. you feel about it right um well one of the 12 uh things that you consider when you look at an image is impact, Gosh, impact. darn right it is <laughs> you know we we always you know and we always say there's 12 there's 12 uh what's the word elements the 12 elements there's 12 elements thank you uh, of a photo- photograph, and I always go, yeah. There's 11 elements, and then there's impact, <laughs> because that's more powerful than anything else. If you impact the judges, you do well. If you impact them negatively, you do poor. And it doesn't matter how perfect it is. So I would have no problem as a judge saying, technically, this is an exquisite image, but the impact is so negative that I cannot give it a good. Score. Now I would disagree because I think that you know, unless it was, it's not glorifying slavery. It's not over hyper romanticizing it in that the pro- like the problem. The problem with that argument is that that's in the mind of the viewer whether or not it's glorifying. Okay, slavery. but here, if I once saw an image and judged in competition that I thought was really, really disturbing, but really, really good, and it was basically it was from the perspective of uh, presumably a woman being put into a trunk of a car, and so you're looking up, and around the trunk are the faces of like three or four young, psychotic-looking boys. One's got a bloody knife in his hand, and they've all got blood on them, and you're looking up at them from the trunk, and it says the title of the image was The Last Thing She Saw. Okay. And I was like, but here's the thing. It was... It was so well done. It was really well done, and it was (laughs) creepy. And So how, how is that different than watching Dexter? How is that different than... It's not. Now you got it. Now you have to have a whole discussion about image competition, art, and um, objectivity when it comes to judging art. Like art can make you uncomfortable. 
regardless of what we're talking about here, that's a whole other discussion about about are we just judging? Because then you're like, okay, but but it's so well done. So we're gonna, and then it wins an award, and the next thing you know, that image is on the online saying the Professional Photographer Association of America says that this is a gold medal award, and now everybody comes raining down on you because you're all a bunch of racists for having picked this image. I've seen plenty of images in competition that depict slavery. You know, you see what I've seen images in image competition that depict slavery of right. of a black man in chains. You right. know, um, you know, but that's not this again. It's all about what the context, context of how it's being. That's my, my point. It's all about context, and and it would be good. And you know me. You go back to the years we've had discussions. If it was up to me, the images would be judged by robots, right? <laughs> and that would not be considered. It would just be technically, are you a good photographer or not? But that is not the way it works. You are making art not for the masses. You are making art for the five people who are sitting in front of that monitor, and you have got to make art that they want to reward. It has to be good, but they also have to want to reward it. So you are going to take a chance. The more controversial or potentially controversial you are, the bigger the chance that you're going to dunk hard and not do well or go through the roof because you've just done something that people love, which is why puppies are, you know, are always so good because everyone loves puppies. Yeah, they do better than they should. Dog images score higher than they yeah, should. Everyone loves dogs yeah. and everybody loves puppies, so puppies always do well. All right, I just want to read a couple before we finish up tonight. I want to hear a couple of bits of feedback from our listeners about this story. Um, let's see. Emily writes, how dub do you have to be, and why did the models agree to this? Uh, Lee says, that's gross. Manuel says, uh, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, Bob, Bob says, maybe they're passionate about reenacting. It's weird to me, too, but they're, the couple's photos let them do their thing to each their own. Um, and then, you know, Emily responds, I just wouldn't want my name attached to it as the photographer. So that's interesting. Right. And so, you know, we have a mixed reaction even from our listeners. And Chris makes an interesting point. He says, if it's the client's idea, why does the photographer always seem to get blowback off of this kind of stuff? Yes, I think it's distasteful, but their money is as good as anyone else's. Um, and then Steve writes, I'm afraid to, the, to each their own argument ended the second those images hit the public domain. Okay, so there you have it. That's some good feedback yeah, you got. It, it is to, it's to each your own, you know, but if you put it out there, now it belongs to the world and everyone's going to have an opinion about right, it. Right, yeah. So I definitely would not have done this uh, in it, or taken part in it in any way, but I, I, would, I would march in a parade for this person's right to do this. If I if it came down to sure. it, you know oh absolutely but I would, absolutely like I said I, you told me if you told me about it in private I'd be like hey you do you you know whatever yeah. you like to you know you're what are they what are they called furbies the people who dress up oh, as, uh, as furries animals? furries furries <laughs> yeah you're a furry that's great taking a picture of the furry convention of yourself at the furry convention and put it on TikTok well you know here comes the rain yeah you're gonna be raw dog and yeah. Snoopy at the snack bar that's what we don't <laughs> want a picture of raw dogging really yeah raw yeah. dogging yeah okay. <laughs> There's a little double thing going on there because it's Snoopy. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a clever or not so clever uh, kind of a kind of a crude play on words. But anyway, so let us know what you think. Bombardiers Lounge on Facebook is where we're interacting with our listeners, you, the Bombardiers. If you haven't joined yet, we know that there are way more people listening to this podcast than are currently in the Bombardiers Lounge. So look that up in Facebook and join in on the fun. Also, don't forget, we have WPPI coming up in just a couple of weeks. We're going to be in Las Vegas, August 12th through the 15th. Is that right, Boo-Ray? Yes, tw- uh, 15th through the 19th. 15th, that's right. 15th through yeah, the 19th, 15th at, through the, the 19th. at the beautiful Mirage. It's What's cool about this year at WPPI is all going to be in one place instead of spread out over several hotels. And, and the Mirage is dead center 
of the strip. It's going to be a blast. And we're going to Treasure Island on the left, uh, 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 Caesar's Palace on the right, and across the street is Harrah's. And, and it's, yeah, you're, you can walk out of the Mirage. That, that giant Ferris wheel is not far, and that, and that whole thing that goes up to the Ferris wheel is full of, sh- is full of restaurants. And so, yeah, it's a great location. It's going to be centrally located. It's going to be all in one spot. It's going to be an absolute blast. Do not miss out. Come and join us there. We will be posting coming up here in the next couple of weeks about uh, where and when we will be. We are going to have kind of an informal meetup at some point probably. So if you're going to go to WPPI and you want to find out where that is and when, join the Bombardiers Lounge on Facebook. And be, and be sure and sign up for anything you want to do at WPPI as soon as possible because we don't know if there will be limits on the rooms. And, well, last time I spoke at WPPI, a lady told me that she during my program she went out to go to the bathroom and they wouldn't let her back in. Because they were at capacity, right. and that was before that was before COVID. So you know, if you're going to WPPI, anything like like a photo walk or something like that, don't wait until the last moment to get to get on that uh, on that. And list don't forget for to pee pee before you go to your WPPI yes. class, so you <laughs> so don't have to leave room. to pee pee and then get locked yeah. out. Photobomb is written and produced by Blu-ray Perry and Gary Hughes. You can find us on Facebook at Bombardier's Lounge. You can find our website, photobombpodcast.com. Gary's website is HughesFiorretti.com. Yes, it is. My website is Blu-rayPerry.com. And you can always email us with questions or comments. Just send it to questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you back here next week. See you later. Bye.